Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Scott Drury. Scott is the president of Bloomsdale Excavating. Scott, thanks for being with us today. My my pleasure, Lance. Good to see you today. Tell me a little bit about what Bloomsdale Excavating is and does and how Scott Drury fits into that. Ooh, that's a that's a big question to answer. Or it's a big answer to the question, I guess. Well, Bloomsdale Excavating, we're we're approaching 75 years in business. So my grandfather started Bloomsdale Excavating right out of World War II and had several businesses throughout the years. What were they always excavating business or were they other No, things? he had uh, Bloomsdale Excavating, he owned a feed store, he owned a trucking company, uh, a well drilling company, and there was a fifth one, I can't remember, oh, a grocery store. Wow. So he was uh, he was well well diversified throughout the years. I think Grandma got tired of not seeing him and pretty much said, "Hey, pick pick one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he said he had more fun digging dirt. So here we are. That's pretty neat. So then, obviously, he your dad took over then, or yeah, there was, Dad took over. Um, I think it was 1992. Grandpa retired. Uh, had Uncle Wayne. He was president for a while. Then Dad, then Paul. He was president for a few years, and then we split off, and, and uh, he relocated to Arkansas. We opened up another company in Arkansas. So this and is a third-generation family so, business. So, yeah, I'm the start of the third generation, and uh, there's, let's see, I guess there's as many third-generation in the business as there is second-generation right now. Is your dad still involved in the business then, or is he retired? Well, he, he in, he's involved to the point he comes around and, and asks a lot of questions and, you know, stirs things up, and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he's not day-to-day at all. Now, what he's, sort of projects are you all working on now, or what have you got in your uh, windshield? In our windshield right now, it's a lot of Corps of Engineers work. We're, uh, we're in river bottoms scattered all over the place. A lot of people don't see, see us out on the highways like maybe they're used to seeing in years past so we're uh, kind of hidden out in the bushes right now but that's that's a focus of ours it's kind of become a little bit of a niche we're we've gone uh, our revenues are are down enough that we actually are a small business certified to do federal work in certain NAICS codes but mm-hmm. the levy work is a code that we qualify as a small business so we're, we're taking that as an opportunity and um, really focusing on that on that line of work no, your dad, I just saw something the other day that you and your dad are the first father and son to be named as honorary Missouri State Highway Patrolman. That's so that is really, I don't know anything about it, and I'd love to hear how that all came about. Did you get enough speeding tickets that they figured it's easier to give you a badge or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe so, yeah. You just raise the speed limit, and then it becomes legal. There you right? go. Gosh, this goes back years. We, we, our family has always supported the highway patrol, and so uh, most of us, 
belong to the masters, which if you don't know what the masters is, that's the backstoppers for the highway patrol. And, uh, shoot, I think grandpa was a member of the masters. Uncle Ralph was for you know, going decades ago. And in 2007, I believe dad was president and, um, he was, he was wanting to develop partnerships with public entities. We had a, a partnership with MSHA. Mm-hmm. We were doing a lot of overburden removal, and we were the first and only contractor in the in the nation, I believe, to have a partnership with MSHA. And that, that kind of then evolved into the Highway Patrol, and he had a connection to then Colonel Keithley and presented an idea to Colonel Keithley to form this partnership, a public-private partnership, and we call it Team Red, White, and Blue. It's a signed document, and we have a, a vehicle safety policy that all of our employees sign, and it's actually approved by the Highway Patrol, and we abide by that. And there, there's there's some things with that partnership. What's in that red, white, and blue? What's in the document that they sign? A lot of safety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, driving habits, uh, obeying the speed limit, you know, just being good corporate citizens, being good people, uh, expecting that your employees, if you're out on the, I mean, we get put a lot of miles on vehicles in a mm-hmm. year's time. Mm-hmm. You know, DOT regulations. Gosh, I don't know. There's just a, drug and alcohol policies. All those kinds of things are incorporated in that safety policy. So uh, it it's a legit partnership, and um, we try. I, I haven't been out to Jeff City in a while, but you know, we try to have quarterly or uh, every six months. We try to have a, a meeting just to say how things are going, but. There's, there's so much that we do with training. Uh, if we have safety training, the highway patrol will come in and uh, give us education on, on drug awareness. You know, we get out in the depths of the woods sometimes and we might find a meth lab or something that looks suspicious and, and we, we, they'll give us training on how to recognize that stuff. Obviously, you just call, you don't fool with it, but it's more recognizing things. DOT training, we've had our local CVET commercial vehicle trooper come in and give us training on on uh, dot regulations and a lot of a lot of safety things opposite of that the highway patrol has an interest in private business you know how are you guys dealing with your issues and, and there, there's things that we bring to the to their table that they learn from us too just just from a business perspective on things so it's it's interesting that's been going on since 2007 and Gosh, I guess we've had, we've, through that, we've been through Colonel Keithley, Colonel Replogle, Colonel Johnson, Colonel Karsten, and now uh, Colonel Olson. And um, gosh, they, they've supported, every one of them have, have supported it. And we've become really good friends with a lot of different troopers. And there's one, I, I call them a unit or a group of troopers, it's the public information officers or the PIOs. And every summer, they have a, a quarterly meeting. They come down here to our lake, and uh, it's a little getaway for them, and they have their meeting, and we, we hang out with them and uh, basically give them the run of the property. They sure need the relief from the pressure, don't they? They do. You know, God, especially now. They're just such good people just to offer support and, and not expect anything in return. I think that's what they appreciate probably more than any of it is just that we don't we don't expect anything in return we're just we're just here to support and 
give them the, the help that they need when they need it. It's a difficult job. It so, is. So they honored your father with this award, and uh, you've continued it. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have received this if it wasn't for my dad. I mean, this was all his idea. I'm just, I'm just taking the torch that he lit, and I'm just carrying it forward. He's, he's really the, the one that started the whole concept and, and really lit the fire in everyone to, to get it where it is today. So yeah, in two, I think it was 2014. He was granted that honor of an honorary trooper, and he was surprised. And uh, the, both times, he and, and myself, we were presented at that event over at our lake with the, the PIO group and uh, surprised both of us. I was not not expecting to get the head at all. So, yeah, it was quite an honor. That, that is, how many honorary troopers are there in the state of Missouri? you have any idea I, how I, often they uh, do this? I, or? Th- I think they told me. It's not very often. You know, an honorary trooper is, typically will receive that honor by uh, saving the life of a trooper so uh you know for my dad and i it it was more just just gracious support probably in your own way you've added to the quality of their life in immeasurable ways by giving them that break and that support that they so desperately need especially now yeah we like to think we are Yeah. yeah well in addition to being an honorary trooper, you also decided that you were going to be the chair-elect of AGC of Missouri. <laughs> yeah. So you are uh, uh, getting ready to pick up the gavel in January to be the 2021 chair of AGC of Missouri. You're obviously a busy guy between the Corps of Engineers and being a president of your company and all the other things you're involved in. Why in the world... Did you decide it was a good idea to go through the chairs for AGC Missouri? Well, I, I don't know that it was a good idea yet, Lynn. <laughs> you ask me after next year, maybe. Uh, you know, I've, gosh, I don't, I've been on the board for several years, and uh, it was when, when I, took, I took over the company in 2012, and I wanted to make it a point to get involved in the industry. And uh, one way to do that was to get involved, obviously, in AG, back then it was AGC of St. Louis. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed the, the, the people and being exposed to the, the different types of perspectives and, and businesses. And uh, it's just our industry is blessed with some very, very good people. And uh, to spend time in the AGC of Missouri, I, I, don't, I don't look at it as spending my time I look at it more as investing my time because the value that I get out of that is not just the networking but the education of being able to hear what other people are dealing with and how they're solving their problems the government issues uh, legislative issues I should say is is intriguing and interesting to me and you just get a lot of exposure very quickly into what is going on being involved with the AGC of Missouri. Is there any one thing you could say that just sort of all of a sudden one day you realize, wow, this is really a pretty cool thing to do? Is there something that resonated with you, or is it just a gradual overtime thing? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I, I think when it really, really clicked with me was the first time I went to our legislative day out in Jeff City. Um, and I couldn't even tell you what the issues were at that time. Uh, I'm not so sure it wasn't right to work. I, I don't remember for sure, but there was there was some legitimate issues on the table, and 
that that's when it clicked like this this if you're not involved in 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 the room when things are being talked about and discussed i don't know how you can be completely informed and that's when it clicked with me like yeah this is important to be involved in in agc or or whatever association that that you that you want to serve in but there's some incredible value just just from being in the room when things are being discussed and decided upon and being a part of that I, I don't know how you could completely understand the issue if you're not in the room you just can't put it in writing you can't put it in a newsletter you have to be there and actually experience it you, you sure do and there is a difference and you don't realize that until you you take that step and get involved mm-hmm. well scott i for one appreciate the time you're going to spend to be the chairman of the board next year congratulations on being an honorary highway patrol thank you that is that is really a a wonderful thing and and those folks need all the help they can get from the public right now and what you're offering them is priceless thank you lynn thanks again for listening it's easy to subscribe to ipodcast agcmo on almost any podcast platform that you use We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.